he looks like he's more built in his looks for Arsenal he than does. he is for Newcastle. <laughs> what he's saying I, is... There might I'm be a summer transfer. Brian thinks he's hot. He is a handsome he's a man. Striking, he's a striking uh, gent. I'm not afraid to say the man is a handsome man. Yeah. Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen. Hey, man. Hello. Scott. Hi. Where'd Batman go? Uh, he has mostly uh, left the building. I'm at about 90 to 92%. You just sound like horse Scott now. Yeah, Batman's I'm, gone. You yep, actually yep. somewhat resemble yourself. What listeners, I hope, won't hear is about 17 coughs that might take place sure. during this Hopefully pod. I won't miss one when I'm falling asleep producing. Yeah, like last week. Yes. I heard that one. I know. Yeah, that's okay. Embarrassing. Yeah, a little bit. But like that okay. is so unprofessional. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Isn't that the definition of who we are? It, look, you'll notice where it happened in the pod. <laughs> it happened at the end, right? It's true. It happened at the end. If you listen that long, you heard Scott's cough. And just imagine there was like 14 of those last week, mm, and we were able to edit brutal. those out. I think everyone who heard last week's pod can easily imagine what my coughing sounded like without even the one because of my voice. But, hey, before hey. we go too much further, and yes. I, I know I love to do this and jump in, I want to take this moment because sometimes I say this at the end. Listen, um, if you like us, and we have a lot of loyal listeners because I see the numbers every week. That's right. We don't have a lot of loyal reviews. We mm. do have some. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the reviews we have are awesome on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If anyone listens to us on iTunes, uh, we, we have more ratings than we do reviews. But Which if helps. You, it, absolutely. Yep. We would love a good rating and love a good review. That stuff matters. That's right. And we have had some amazing honestly it feels like lying things said about us in a good way <laughs> right about us uh, is very flattering very humbling i'm not saying you have to go and do all that but just leave us a rating and and help us out with with a review be honest listen i'm okay with negativeness say hey i love scott i hate dave um we love brian hate scott all that's great you know, do it. I like that first one, not and the don't second. Don't pit one, us which. against each other. <laughs> we sure. do that enough ourselves. Uh, well, and that's you know, that's it's part of the fun. That's part of the fun. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And if you want to give us a good rating, pause this now. Give us the good rating, and then come back and listen because I have no idea how good this pod's going to be. Yeah. No. This honestly, this could be really bad. Yeah, it could be. We'll see. So rate us before. That's right. right now, when that's you right. still think yep. we're good. But we do have a lot of the fun things that we normally do planned for this episode we're coming out of game week 23 heading into game week 24 with an fa cup break in between but we're going to ignore that for the most part we're going to do all the fun things that you've come to know and love we've got an arsenal moment that we'll hear from dave it should be a pretty happy one considering their result over chelsea this good oh man any anytime chelsea loses it's a great day there you go We've got an update on one of the bets that Dave and I have have placed against each other. Speaking of pitting one another against each other, we're going to do stutter dud on five new slash changing faces in the Premier League. That'll be interesting. Hey, I use my wild card too, by the way. I might actually mention some of that. Will it be before or after you're done chewing that ice? Uh, After? (laughs) Very good. And we're also going to uh, give you a, a first look at game week 24. Uh, as we usually do at the end. 
So let's do this thing, shall we? Let's get on to this. Dave, I want to begin with you. Yeah. You've got some questions for Eden Hazard owners. Chelsea are in an interesting place right now. Obviously, a loss this past week at Arsenal. Uh, Eden Hazard owners are probably second-guessing themselves at this point. I am. So now would be a good time. Uh, I could mention my wild card because I, I right activated it this past weekend. All right. And I, I wanted to keep Hazard in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you look at this and you're like, oh, man, like this isn't good. I didn't expect – actually, I didn't know what to expect. Look – Arsenal pulled off a clean sheet. They've had, I think this was a third clean sheet all year. Only Fulham had had less clean sheets than Arsenal all year. Wow. So that Hazard didn't score is somewhat of a surprise, mm-hmm. especially because the old man Koscielny is still out there playing defense. Yeah, he scored in the wrong goal this well, past weekend. I'll get to I'll get to that. Okay, we'll, all right, we'll, all right, fair we'll, enough. <laughs> I, many things I love to talk about there. Getting back to Hazard. Um I kept him in my wild card lineup, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention it briefly, and then we can be done with no, it. Because it. honestly, many people might actually are be using it right now. Yeah. So listen, uh, I I feel like I got a bonus this weekend because all of a sudden Guaida, uh, who was my goalkeeper, mm-hmm. uh, I had Powell. Allison and Guaida, and Guaida was a four point two. He got Pause. hurt. Brian, is he saying that right? Guaida. I think that is correct. I mean, All that's right. how I've been saying it. I don't think we ever officially did a, 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 how to say his name, but we'll take it. Okay. All right. Very good. Go ahead. So, Guaida at a 4.2, he happened to, he had gotten hurt the week before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Speroni comes in. Well, Speroni, he happens to come in now on my wild card. And so, okay. in other words, if you wild card the week before, you wouldn't have had this option. So, all of a sudden, I feel like now... I have a 3.9 goalkeeper, Crystal Palace, who sometimes when Palace shows up, you know, like I'm not expecting big things from him because I have Allison. Allison most weeks almost always will be playing. Yeah. And moving on. Juan Basaka, Doherty, Dina, Robertson, and then Bednarik. Brian, as we covered as an enabler in the Scott Was Too uh, Sick to Talk podcast. Yes, that's um, true. So anyway, so that was kind of, kind of the defense. I was able to keep Allison and keep Robertson. So premier mm-hmm. goalkeeper, premier uh, defender, sure. and then other defenders who had really been producing. That's right. Moving on to the midfield, I had uh, I I had to go with Salah. I had to move Salah in because had I had to mm-hmm. because my thought process finally was this. So from the beginning of the season, I've been trying to make money. I've used more transfers than I probably should have taken. More minus fours to build the team value up, mm-hmm. so that when the second wild card came, I had more money than other people to spend. Okay. So um, I was thinking, well, if every, if other guys have Salah, I might as well get him because I have more money to spend than they will later. You can so I might as well get of Salah. I might as well get him and then sure. just see what else I can do. Yeah. So starting with Salah, so I have Salah, Hazard, Erickson, Pogba, and then Brooks in my midfield. That's pretty good. And then my strikers are Aguero, Rashford, and then where I was a complete hypocrite. Is in my yeah because well I, I was on record as saying I think you need to have a full squad you need to be prepared for uh, through the holiday fixtures with a full team okay. in case someone doesn't play hey Dave, holidays are over they are over but going into the FA Cup weekends matchups European play and other things sure sometimes substitutes happen bottom line is I brought in Quainer Quainer people will say Brian who the <laughs> Quainer Quainer is a striker in Huddersfield that got loaned out and is still on their roster, and he's the cheapest 
striker available option out there. He is the ultimate enabler, but he's not playing. So technically, he probably doesn't enable anything except yeah. you just spend money in other places. Yes. So my strikers were pretty much Aguero and Rashford. Given your full defender and midfielder lines, I get why you did that. What's funny is I think you might have been one of the last people, though, to be able to pick him up because he's not available anymore. That is crazy. Another <laughs> stroke of luck, right? That I was literally like, I see, I didn't even know that. Is that true? It's absolutely true. Unreal. He is off of the So the line. second I cut him, he's never coming back no, to my team. You are keeping him in fantasy Premier League. Wow. He's like the ghost of FPL because of you. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I feel like I kind of lucked out on that on the, on the weekend. There. If you look at his ownership, it literally just says the number one. Yeah. For you. Good yeah. job, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not true. That's so weird. I can't look that up. Sure. Because he's not available for me to see. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, so bottom line, I had to make a decision. I say all that to say. You kept Hazard. I did. I kept Hazard. I'm not regretting it yet. Okay. Can I give you his last six scores? So this- I have that down already. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Two, 15, three, three, five, and two. Not terrible. Now. Brian's rule of three weeks without a return, Mm -hmm. offensive return, has not happened yet. Have you had him for all six of those weeks? I have had him. Yes, I've had him for a while. So that's an average of five points per week, obviously. Which is not horrible. The 115 helps, but still. I cannot believe how true the trusting Eden Hazard rule is and has been for seasons on seasons now. Until right now. Is that I, what you're about to say? No. I, just in general. Like, I sold him, you know, to, to make a Manchester City move weeks ago. Yeah. It was the wrong move because he scored his, he had his best score, his Watford score, in that, you know, five weeks ago. As soon as I bring him back in, because I regretted not having him, he proceeds to do next to nothing again. Yeah. He is like that every single season. So by the time a lot of people grabbed him earlier on in the season, he was kind of cooling off a little bit, I think. But he was he was the he was essential in the first eight weeks, ten weeks. So you're saying you just gotta stick with him. You're like I'm just saying it's annoying and I yeah. hate it. No, I get it. So look, next week he's at Bournemouth. If you're selling him, I don't know what you're doing. They're at Bournemouth next week, and then they play Huddersfield. You can't draw much better matchups than those for the next two weeks. Then they have City, then they're they're uh, then they got Brighton and Spurs. So three of their next five games are at home. Obviously, look, you never know what you're getting with Spurs, and look, City's going to be a tough matchup. Can I ask you a couple questions? Yes. If you have point three in your bank, and you have the ability to go from Hazard to Sterling right now, would you recommend it? Man, that is such a tough question. Thank you. And that's that's one that I'm glad I don't have to answer. Because you're sticking with Hazard. I don't have any money in my bank. Uh. I literally... <laughs> I literally uh, Colin Quainer bankrupted you, I'm man. very proud to say that my total team value is 106.5 and at the moment. it's all on the pitch. But it is all, as they say, on the pitch. Okay. Um, so look, I, I don't know how to answer that. I, I know for the next two weeks I would probably stick with with Hazard, mm. um, but God bless, it just feels like. Here's the thing, though. I, you know what? I don't know, Scott. The more I think about it, I might go back on that, and I want to give that statement reference by mentioning uh, Sorry's press conference. 
Maurizio Sarri, Chelsea manager. After the game against Arsenal, after Arsenal stomped their face in 2-0. Okay. They literally did. Spoken by an Arsenal fan. No, no. They literally did. I mean, it was a convincing win. Chelsea had their first shot on goal in the 82nd minute. True. Oh, you mean Granite Xhaka kicked someone in the face is well, what you mean. I wish. So that actually would be something that he would do. Maurizio Sarri, after the game, made yes. sure he had an Italian translator with him when he spoke to his team and the press because he did not want to screw up the English. Okay. Because he knew his native language and he knew what he wanted to say. Okay. He, it was either, uh, I was listening to the Two Robbies podcast, by the way. If anyone else out there listens to them, they're, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't want to, you know, steal this without giving them credit. But one of them said, it was either ballsy or stupid. Like, okay. you're going to lose the team or it's going to motivate the team. But he was, yep. what he did was he called out the motivation of the players. He did. Completely called them out and just pants them, uh, put, ripped their pants around their ankles, exposing, exposing whatever's going on in the locker room. Those guys play whenever they want to play, and they don't play when they don't want to play. Is, and, it, is it too soon for him to do that? Has he been there long enough wow. to be able to do so, that? I would say on the, on the number one hand, wow, at first I'd want to say no, but then I think the answer is actually yes. Mourinho said it with the same group of players. Conte said it with the same group of players, and both times they were brushed off. Sorry has been there less than nine months, and he's saying it. So what does that mean? It means, I mean, in other words, like everyone might have, you might have brushed aside those other coaches because they were walking out the door or whatnot, but sorry, might be getting to the, he might be throwing his hands up and be like, look, I can't do anything with this group. Now, a lot of pundits would say, that's your job. I heard Stevie Nichols say, that's your job to motivate the players, right? It is, it's completely his job. I say all that to say, and how that relates to fantasy is that if the locker room's not right, I don't know if I want to be owning Hazard. Mm-hmm. Hazard. Real life effects. Yes. Fantasy absolutely points. it does. And so, number one, he sorry continues to play him in a position he doesn't want to play, and mm-hmm. that's striker, so he doesn't feel comfortable there. And then secondly, uh, there's crap going on in the locker room. And his managers just called out the entire team. Now, the team can look at it and go, that could actually motivate them, or they can just continue to mail it in and want sorry out the door. Well, I, I think part of it is that they know the best that they can do this season already is third. Sure. I think that's a big part of it. Well, and, and maybe that's the case. And it's easy, it is easy to mail it in at Chelsea. I, I made the statement on Slack on our workspace uh, that we used to collaborate to prepare for this podcast and to banter about when we're not collaborating. Hey, Slack, sponsor us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I made the comment that I think Sorry is going to be sacked next season. And if I'm wrong, after what you just said, it might only be because... It happens sooner. Well, maybe because Sorry resigns. He might. If I'm if I'm Sorry, I want I want to leave before I'm forced out. You know what I, I mean? agree. Especially, like... At some point, especially if to, the especially if the hazard rumors to Real Madrid, Madrid keep yeah. keep warming and warming the way they are, and that is going to that is probably going to have some kind of impact for at least one more game week because the transfer window will not close until after game week twenty four is played. I can't imagine hazard moving in January. Probably There's not. no way. Probably not. But the window is still going to be open, and therefore the rumors will persist. It's true. And the possibility is 
it's still there, however faint it might be. So honestly, after saying all that, I might have just talked myself into transferring. If I could, I can't. <laughs> negative four, man. Take right? a negative four. I, no, no, I can't. Double transfer. I, I actually don't, for the first time ever, I don't have the money to do it. I'd have wow, to Dave. make. So after all this time. All I actually, regardless, work. will stick with him. I, I could go to Sané. I could drop down to Sané, and that wouldn't necessarily be a bad move. But no, it's not. I, I'm going to ride ride out the old pony uh, at least for next week, maybe maybe Huddersfield, and see what happens. Hazard is Belgian for old pony. <laughs> that might be the title for the pod. Before we continue on with another storyline from a different top six club, it's time to hear a word from this week's sponsor. Hello. I'm Ederson Santana de Marais, but you can just call me Ederson. I have the honor of presenting this week's podcast sponsor, Manchester Inc. Manchester Inc. is a custom art tattoo parlor and piercing studio situated on Oldham Street in the heart of the northern quarter in central Manchester. Yes. The team at Manchester Inc. aim to create unique and beautiful body art. They like to spend time creating the perfect design, tattoo, or piercing just for you. They work around you and your lifestyle and also offer late night appointments, private sessions, and have artists to deal with walk-ins every day of the week for small tattoos and personal consultations. Book an appointment today. Begin your tattoo experience with them by going to manchesterinc.com. Matching tats, Dave. What what tat you want to get? Get some red devils, man. What? Yeah. Wrong wrong club. That's a drug. Red Devils? I don't know. Probably. I'm also pretty sure that's the name of Manchester United's club. Was this a city yeah. plug? Ederson? Yeah. <laughs> you should really listen to the podcast I just heard while Manchester. We're doing it. I was thinking about so many things. Amazing. Let's get back to the pod. As our ratings drop and drop. Dave has so much to edit already. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about Tottenham next. Uh, we got a first glimpse of what Tottenham look like during this period of time when they'll be without Sun. Brian, in a segment we like to call Spurs, what the hell? Well, Who's on the field for Spurs? Nothing is Spursier than the Spurs coming from behind, 1-0 down uh, to win a match oh, yeah. on the road oh, yeah. against a club desperate for points to sure. get out of the relegation zone. Yep. Uh, in a match where their top three goal scorers are all missing. Yep. Uh, and the goal, the game-winning goal is scored by Harry Winks, assisted by George, Kevin, and Kudu. Yeah. Nothing's the more Spurs spursiest out result that there could possibly uh, be. If you mean by Spurs, meaning winning games when you shouldn't because they've been doing that all season, then you would be right. That was so Spursy. Brian, in your description, you talked about the top three goal scorers being out. Obviously, as I was saying, Harry Kane is one yeah. because of injury. Son, because of the Asian Cup or Asian Games or Asian Spectacular, whatever it's called. And then, who's the third you were referencing? Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora. And now, potentially, there's a fourth. Yeah. Deli Ali going off injured. Probably not serious. Well, I mean... The, at least for preliminary things, it's still in the assessment phase, which is the most well, everyone's favorite phase of uh, someone's sure. injury. Um, but, assessment phase is code for yellow triangle. We all know that. Well, yeah, and I just don't. They've had to be cautious with everyone. They have. They have no. They have too many matches and too many important things coming up 
I mean, the whole thing with Harry Kane, the reason why he knew and and the, the it was said immediately, the fear is that he won't be ready for Dortmund. And so that's the mid mid February as an injury return date for Harry Kane is like disaster because they're looking at that date as we need him then. They can manage, I think, in some of these matches. And this was a good example where... Well, this was barely managed. Yes. But it was their yeah. first one. Yes. Without all those guys, they I, hopefully will get better from I here. I think it was pretty... I mean, it was a pretty common sentiment, especially after Pochettino's, you know, his press conference, his statements, at least, during the week, of the possibility of playing either Delhi or Eric Lamella as a false nine, uh, that then Fernando Llorente gets the start here uh, immediately contributes less than nothing mm-hmm. uh, to the attack, and then um, that's what you meant by less than nothing, right? Yes, oh, exactly. Goal. Yeah, okay, all right. Contributes negative one <laughs> is what I mean. Whether he gets the starting job again, you know, now that if if Delhi does miss, um, you know, it's not, it's definitely not ideal. But I don't think Yorente gets another start. I, I can't imagine that he does. Yeah. Um, on paper, the next, you know, this is great for them. The next three, you get Watford, Newcastle, and Leicester at home. Watford has, you know, they've been, well, this week they were just plain toothless. I mean, you score zero, deserve to lose uh, against Burnley, should That's have true. lost against Burnley. Are you referring to a particular offside goal yes. at the end of the match? Wrongly ruled offside, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you this. I mean, these the the three there that are coming up are. I mean, they have the potential to score goals. So Spurs can't take the next three or next four. They play at Burnley in the you know four weeks from now. Can't take any of those matches lightly, knowing that they have back to back on. You know, they have at the end of February, beginning of March at Chelsea and home to Arsenal. Like they have four league matches that are ones that you would have said prior to Kane injury. All right, those should be wins. You know, for sure. Three, three of them at home. One of those, oh, the one away against Burnley. You should win all, all four of those. Now, not so sure. So Absolutely. they can't afford to, uh, to be frivolous here with with Delhi, and I'm sure that they will be, uh, they will be very careful. We had predicted might be too strong of a word, but speculated that the the threat level might increase from Eric Lamella, which, by the way, if you type that into your phones, we've all learned by now that autocorrects to Pamela. Threat level Pamela. Here to four, known as Pammy. <laughs> so Eric Pammy Lamella, we thought he might be the threat who steps up, but it wasn't. <coughs> but it wasn't. The it threat was, who steps up. We thought Pammy Lamella might be the threat who steps up, but he wasn't. It was Harry Winks. That leads me to ask you this question, Brian. Uh-huh. Is Christian Eriksen really the only thing that we can trust right now? The only person that we can trust on Spurs? Yeah, I mean... That, as, as his offensive cohorts continue to drop like flies every game, I am horribly thinking about moving in a different direction when he had been so good. Well, I mean... I can't fault you for feeling that way, Dave. His last five were 13, 1, 9, 2, and 6. Right. And and we said, I mean, the the hope was that Lamella would step up. I mean, we said that this is. I, mean, I My feeling was that it, this is the time where where you hope that they do. I mean, this is what they are they are there for, and now they need them more than ever. Delhi, I mean, you 
shared the stat earlier uh, about the on percent, Slack sponsor us. The percentage of goals when Harry Kane is out is fallen entirely. You know, half the goals almost have fall, that burden has fallen almost entirely on Delhi. Yes, so when when Harry is out, fifty percent of the time the goals he yes. scores every time. That's right. <laughs> um, Will this negatively affect anyone playing their uh, Tottenham defenders? Does anyone still own Kieran Trippier at this point? I I owned him for a while, but I haven't. I sold him. Uh, he was a casualty of the wild card. I just don't think you can. No. I I just don't think there's a. I don't feel like you could. I mean, maybe at some point later in the season, if there's a, a better bill of health for the team comprehensively, I think. I mean, we talk about it later, but I think Larice could be one of those differential yeah. guys. He l- has later okay. on. He's looked okay. Seven one. Seven four three, not terrible. Right, you you take that. That's not. I mean, you you'd yep. be you you like threes better than twos or ones. That's for sure. I definitely do. So, yeah. I mean, I don't. I you know, I don't. I don't. They're d- defensively, they are a little leakier maybe than they have been in the past few seasons, but mm-hmm. they are generally getting the job done. The personnel there has been a little bit more steady. So. I wouldn't. I, I just think rotation is the issue with them, and so do you. Do you really want to spend that much money on Vertonghen or Trippier or even Danny Rose or you know the one guy you would say I wish they could for, fit him into the, a regular lineup is Kyle Walker Peters. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that you. I you know we said. I mean that's the kind of guy. It's the Foyts. It's the Oliver Skips. It's the it's all of these role players who are now like he put what what was the guy who made the bench? He he was on the he was on the he made the team that was one of their academy players. Uh was it a kid named Sterling? Yes, it was Sterling. Um it's it's what Pazaya Sterling. It's what he's do I mean it's it is the perfect trust system he's owned zero percent sure of if course you wanna the, if you want to be if you want to make the zero percent ownership go to point one now is your chance i just think that this is like wait dave you needed money to make that move to sterling yeah he's more expensive he's that's wrong sterling double wrong, sterling wrong, all the way wrong sterling yeah all right I just think that this is the this is the time for everyone to not only get a chance where they may not have gotten a chance. If if Pochettino is is confident enough in his players to start Kyle Walker Peters against Barcelona, then he will start just about anybody that's available to him that he sees potential in in any of these league matches. So, is hey, there any chance? It's the Spurs way. Is there any it's, chance though that South Korea could be eliminated early from the Asian? It sure doesn't seem like it. I All haven't right. been paying attention, uh, but I doubt it. All right, not to give anyone whiplash, but we're going to go back to the Arsenal 2, Chelsea nil final score because we have to give Dave a moment on every pod. We call it our Arsenal moment where he gets to talk about all the things he wants to talk about with his club, Do we have whether to? they're fantasy-related or not, because if he doesn't, he's going to dominate the podcast otherwise and make it all about his favorite club. It's completely so, true. Dave... We learned this on the terrible early shows. Yes. <laughs> go back oh, and listen. Um, Dave. Don't go back and listen to this. N- give um, us that good review first. Hey. Dave, take a moment, please, and talk about Arsenal. I would love to be over the... Well, okay, I was over the moon excited. Uh, anytime 
Chelsea, was that a super wolf blood red moon? It was a over? super wood, wood wood. It is a super wood. Oh my goodness! Super. What'd you call it? A super world. I think wolf? it was like a super. Wolf it was a blood, blood moon. moon. It was a super blood moon. I hope everyone got a chance to see it. Uh, from maybe different parts of the world, saw it differently, but it was fantastic. <laughs> Listen, the moon's the moon, man. Arsenal beat Chelsea. Arsenal beat a team ahead of them in the table. Arsenal beat a team that they share London with. Arsenal beat a team that. They should have beat earlier in the season, and Chelsea beat them. This was a big, a big match. And for some reason, for me, I don't know why. Maybe because I still hate Jose Mourinho when he. I just envision him at Chelsea. I envision Diego Costa there. I envision all the players I love to hate, with the exception of Frank Lampard, um, and John Terry. I respect him as well. Everyone else, like every other Chelsea player, I've always hated. So anytime Arsenal beats them, it's a great day. And look, that's what happened. I didn't expect that. Suck it, David Louise. Yeah, eat that, David Louise. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't expect that at all. I really didn't. And Arsenal started the game just completely on fire with a press. Um, yeah, wait a minute. Did did Emery trick them into thinking the first half was the second half? Yes, Scott. They've done it twice this season. Against Spurs and against Chelsea. Yeah. Like, I don't know how. Yes, you're right. He did. He he tricked them into the second half. Uh, he used a formation that he should have been using a long time ago. And I don't uh. know why it took so long. Honestly, so this is going to be weird. This is why I think the formation ended up what it was. So, Koscielny had played the three prior weeks and was really bad. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. They don't have any other center backs to play. Right. They, they have to play him. He's never He never played that for Wenger. Ever. He never played three at the back. It was always four. I think Emery went to a back four to accommodate Koscielny. And Inso ended up playing a diamond in the middle, Ramsey underneath Aubameyang and Lacazette, and it was the best formation that you could have played for them. When you have two strikers like that, Chelsea would love to have one striker like that. Arsenal have two. (laughs) They love playing together. Okay. Arsenal have two. They love playing together, and they support each other. They don't care who gets the goals. They're completely unselfish. And, man, everything just flowed. The, Torreira did a great job at playing in front of the defense. Uh, Guendouzi and Jaka were kind of everywhere. And, and look, it just it went really smooth. It was a lot of fun to watch. I can only hope moving forward that this formation Last and that they he finally sticks with some form of consistency that includes Aaron Ramsey. That in, absolutely <laughs> includes Aaron Ramsey. Please, please. Why in the world? Please. He was great. He, he was it? fantastic in the game. He's still on the payroll. He is. I. I we do we officially know it's if official. he's official? He officially he has signed officially signed summer agreement. So that's a done deal. So play him, man. Look, he's a he's a club player. Run him into the ground. Run him into the ground. Uh, Why true. not? Well, it's true. You but, owe Juventus nothing. Look, I want to give credit to uh, the Arsenal fans as well. When Olivier Giroud was warming up and then came on to the, f- the pitch, when he was warming up, they were singing his name like they used to. Mm-hmm. And they gave him a very warm applause. That's what they should. They should. They absolutely. Because Giroud was always, he was not a locker room problem. He loved the fans. Fans loved him. Ramsey, to his credit, has been the same way. 
And I hope the fans, you know, I hope on the way out, they treat him well, too. So not only do you have to be beautiful to play for Arsenal, you got to be a gosh darn nice guy. Be a good guy. How tough is that? Well, it's kind of tough to find those these days. That's a hard combination to find. Hey, let's go, you gunners, going forward. All right. So let's go from everyone's least favorite segment to everyone's favorite. Brian J. If you want to hear the whole origin story, go to our website, click on the pronunciation guide page, fantasysoccerfc.com. For now, I'm just going to say, you teach us how to say players' names who are not not always easy to say. Yeah. And whose names British announcers sometimes mangle and mispronounce Uh on a weekly basis. This week, I suspect it's going to be one of those latter situations where we heard something wrong this past weekend as Newcastle roared out and, and destroyed Cardiff Newcastle. at home. Newcastle. Huh? Okay. A certain Newcastle defender who scored 21 fantasy points this past I thought he week. was their striker. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. He probably is better than Iosi Perez. Oh, man. Anyway, Brian, I'm convinced they were saying his name wrong. Tell us if that's true. How so, to say with Brian. Do Jay. you want to learn how to say this particular magpie defender's name? Will we have music? I demand music. How about, can I have a suggestion? What? <laughs> How about Michael Jackson's Black or White? Uh, okay, a, I see why you're you, doing you that. You see where I'm going with that? Magpies. You can, All right. We'll add it to the suggestion box because you have a three-level selection uh, this time. It's just a three. Yeah. You can choose that. Okay. What you said, or uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Oh, love that. It's just frat party level annoyingly overplayed enough for me to <laughs> not consider it. Okay. Dave, aren't you a big Nelly guy? Yes. Maybe you'll just pick... What about Mur- Nelly and Murphy Lee? Nelly, uh, Air Force Ones. Oh. Air Force Ones. So now you can choose between black or white in the air tonight or Air Force. Do you see what he did once. there? He's telling me that the announcers are right. And that concludes tonight. Subliminal messaging. That's insane. You understand what I'm getting at. I do. Fabian is not regular. Fabian. It's not, not Fabian. 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 Uh, Sounds delicate. The last oh. name gets us back to the um, the umlaut. What are you playing right now? By are we way? going umlaut again? It gets us back to the umlaut vowels of German. German is one of the official languages of Switzerland, yeah, sure. where where Fabian is from. Yeah, I think there's a little more to it. There may be, and there might be an argument to be made in there somewhere for a different pronunciation, depending on how Swiss the Swiss German aspect of it could play into this all right yes even though german is one of the official languages you might be shocked to find out dave that people from a different country speak the language differently than people from the other country no yes the the swiss people don't speak german the same exact way that the germans do amazing either way there is at least one pronunciation guide out there. It was from Sky Sports. It was ahead of Euro 20, Euro 2016 that included uh, Fabian's name on it. They have it in there as Cher. 
as, as in, in the I, as in I, sh- <laughs> as in I share my time and energy with you guys to help make Why this podcast every week. <laughs> and this is how you treat me. Why couldn't you have suggested a Sunny and Share song? I'll, I'll, we could do that, but which one would you like, Dave? I don't know any of them. Yes, you do. I do. I got you, babe. It's their most oh, famous sure. song ever. Yeah. Why Maybe. not just share and do if I could turn back time? Yes. Fabian, share. You were right. Share. I was wrong. No, but what did they Look, say? Char? No, they were saying share. They let's were saying just say, share. Let's I say expected it, this it way. to be Char. Let's say the announcers are basically correct, and if you guys ever bump into him, ask Fabian to pronounce his name for you so you can hear it firsthand if there's some regional dialect that impacts the pronunciation. How's that sound? I will do that. When Newcastle have a break, okay, I'm going to try to bump into him in that Swiss chalet that he and I frequent together, okay. and we'll see what happens. Uh, Dave, Fabian shot share is... Uh, I, I want to say Char. <laughs> I know, me too. Fabian Cher is, uh, he looks like he's more built in his looks for Arsenal he than does. he is for Newcastle. What he's saying is, I, there might I'm be a summer transfer. Ryan thinks he's hot. He is a handsome he's a man. Striking, uh, he's look, a striking I, uh, gent. I'm not afraid to say the man is a handsome man. Yeah. And uh, Thank you for sharing your opinion. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> that really concludes the house. <laughs> ah, shut it down. <laughs> All right, let's use this as a transition to discussing the game week twenty three dream team. Who was on it? Well, Brian, I'll tell you. Let's start with goalkeeper. By the way, this is uh, Dave's favorite dream team formation, the five four one. But first, we'll start with the goalkeeper Ben Foster of Watford, who obviously helped. He helped contribute to the nil-nil draw with Burnley you referenced earlier, Brian. Lucky guy. Lucky guy. That eight was about to become a two. Yes. If Chris Wood's goals counted. That's for sure. By the way, How did Tom Heaton not get that? They tied, but for whatever reason, they only show Ben Foster on the Dream Team. Did he make some tremendous save that kept Burnley out? Um, I do love it when Foster makes that save. His facial expressions typically afterward are like... Whew. Glad that's over with. Brian, yeah. I've got a teaser for you, though. Later <gasps> on this pod, I'm going to make make it worth it for us to reference Tom Heaton again. Okay. All right. Wow. Let's go to that five-man back line on our dream team. We've already talked about Fabian Scher. Yeah. 21 points to lead the game week. That's crazy. Uh, Dave, there's an Arsenal duo here. Kashelny and Socrates both make the dream team. Socrates has been pretty good all year, and Mustafi's been a, a sore spot in, in Kashelny in the last three games. Man, it's it is surprising though. I mean, they they played fantastic together. Eighteen of Socrates's thirty-four total points a season have come in the last three games. I know it's starting to like make no, you raise no, your eyebrow. No, 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 no. Man. Really? What? Well, five and a half? Well, what name other five and a half guys you'd rather own? There might be a lot. <laughs> well, Dina's cheaper. Doherty's cheaper. Che- Dina is cheaper. Dina's weird, though, and, and, and maybe we'll, we need to talk about him in a little bit, but he sure seems to be up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, in the last five weeks, he has a 17, 2, 1, 12, and a minus 1. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, it is like all or nothing with that guy. Yes, sir. Well, we so, said that, Dave. Have you listened to our podcast? Yeah, uh, no, unfortunately. He falls asleep. 
It's what we said. That's what I said last week about him compared to Jose Holabas. I think the feeling is that because Dina's performances here have been so astounding, and his free kicks, you know, this whole thing started because he scored an amazing free kick goal several weeks ago. Right. Uh, I just think it's the almost the exact same. Everton's Everton defensively is trash. I know. Look. Maybe I misheard. I thought you said Socrates was a five point five, but he is a five one. Is that what he's you... dropped? He started the season at five and a half. Okay, so I, I was some. I was no. I was well, estimating. I mean, no, but, but, te- but technically you're spot. Per- you're spot on. Dina is five one. Yeah, price needs to be precise though. So I appreciate you correcting that. But still, I mean, I would rather have either. The, I think the ceiling's higher with Doherty and with Dina. Over Socrates, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a much in the way of offensive return. I know you did here. That's why. Well, it's just weird. I'm just saying. Look, if, if that's the same Arsenal team that starts showing up on a regular basis, but Dave, this Arsenal team you mentioned, they've only shown up three times, and for whatever reason, they have to be that's true. super incredibly motivated by Unai Emery in advance in order to show up for these matches. The Liverpool draw, the Tottenham win, and this win. Now, obviously, you know the one thing the these three matches all have in common is they're against fellow top six clubs but it seems like emery has to like do this big boost in order for them to do this otherwise they're going to be a different arsenal and or maybe he's just finally started the right teams in those matches and he's not experimenting in other ones <sighs> maybe either way maybe he just played lucas terrera finally no doubt yeah uh of all the city defenders to show up on the dream team few probably predicted danilo 15. no you can't ever predict danilo these that's a that's a weeks, podcast slogan, by the these, way. Yeah, these teams of the weeks, I, I just feel like are always players that don't mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> what it highlights is that you can't chase points, even though, like, sometimes I've talked about this before about how I feel like sometimes we could do a podcast maybe once every three months and still provide equal benefit to people as opposed to weekly, because there are probably at least seven to nine guys that you probably would be better off just keeping in your squad and just letting them ride. Because at the end of the year, their total points are going to be just fine. I mean, a month ago, we talked about Roberto Firmino not playing well. He's back in the top scoring among forwards. And he always ends up there. Christian Eriksen does the same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Leroy Sané, we were busting his chops after four weeks. Guess what? He's top five. In midfielder scoring, yeah. which is not easy to do, it just highlights. While we go through this, we obviously highlight some guys that are beneficial to discuss, but it also highlights that from one week to the next, no one can predict what's going to happen. It's part of the beauty of the Premier League. It's part of the beauty of fantasy Premier League. Let me finish that back line by saying oh. there's a second Newcastle defender here, and that's Jamal Lascelles, who is a pod favorite. The only thing I would say about Danilo, not to go back one guy, is that. If you had jumped on him, oh, I don't know, five weeks ago, for some reason, whatever reason that was, you have gotten you have gotten consecutive starts out of him for a <laughs> Which while. Which is asking now. a lot, <laughs> right? And it's and Danilo. I mean, this is entirely. It's just a consequence of a Fabian Delph injury and a Benjamin Mendy recovery. Yeah. So Danilo's been the guy. He gets to start back there on the left and. And if the Mendy, if the Mendy recovery is as far along as Pep suggests, Mendy should be back as soon as this week, potentially in two match weeks. I think that changes a lot. 
for sure. That changes a lot for for city lineup. It changes a lot, obviously, for team makeup because if Mendy gets back to what he was, the it'll be a consideration of is it how fast do you get him into your squad again? Based on the timing of that, it's almost like a late January signing. Yeah, not in reality, but in in theory, when you get him at the end of the month like that, huge, huge, huge for them. All right, Dave, the midfield is a little bit more fantasy relevant. Whew. Let's start from the highest-scoring midfielder, Diogo Jota of Wolves. What a match. That guy had a game. on it. Maybe the uh, Obviously, the, the Liverpool-Palace match would rival it, but I think for drama's sake... Wolves-Lester. Was unreal. 4-3 Wolves. Unbelievable. So, I- injury time, winner. There were a few of those this weekend. At least fantastic. a couple. Uh, Dave, Jota scored a hat trick. Yep. So First hat you. trick for a for a Wolves player in forty years or whatever it was. It was some oh ridiculous. Yeah, it was some ridiculous amount of time. It, it was an almost uh, impossible. Uh, you wouldn't count on this. Uh, you wouldn't count on, the, on this again uh, for you know until the next Super Wolf Blood Moon. What, what when is <laughs> well, that is well that said. is that soon? I, I don't know anything <laughs> it's, about it's the, about the moon cycle. It is no time soon. Okay. For Jota, that took him from two goals on the season to five. Long-time listeners of the pod, meaning back to the beginning of this season, might remember that you and I had a bet on how many goals Diego Jota yeah. would score on the season. I have no recollection of this. So this is me, why I make how notes. I'm going to lose this. Absolutely. Well, I got nervous after this hat trick. I'll okay, tell you. All right. The over-under was seven and a half. And I probably said over. You said over. Yeah. 100% you said over. And I took the under on the seven and a half. He had two goals. Now he has five. Yeah. So right now, if the season were to end today, I'd win the bet. But it got a whole lot more interesting. The Wolves seem to have a little mojo going. I don't know. It's jo- Jota had just come back from injury, too. That's got to yeah, make you a well, little Well, and that's the thing with him is that it took – because he we, we talked about this before when he had his last really good performance. It took him a while. I mean, it just took him half a season to – I don't know, get used to stuff. (laughs) But as soon as he had a shot and was getting time, I mean, it was pretty obvious what he contributed in attack for Wolves. Yeah. And this could be perfect storm kind of price, ownership, uh, decent schedule, good, good, not great for Wolves. Well, right, right before he got injured, his three games before he got injured, he had an 8, 11, and a 4. Yes, he was very and good. In the four, he That's only what, played. He only played forty-five minutes. Right, he, he got really hurt played. and was taken off at halftime in that match. So all of a sudden, he plays. He plays fifty-eight minutes against City, and now he plays the full ninety against Leicester, and looks like a world conqueror. I mean, he's transferred in fifty thousand times this this match week so far. That's. That's basically doubling his ownership. The five, fact that he's still five point nine, I mean, that's only going to last what another day, probably, or, or something like that. I probably. mean, you cannot go up that much in in terms of your ownership. So, I mean, look, I don't fault you one bit, especially you know, West Ham is is a toss up. I don't know what I don't know what to say about West Ham. At More Everton, than them later in this pod at Everton. Eh. Newcastle's better than they than I think than their green rating uh, gives them for fantasy Premier League. Would Would you like Jota better than Andros Townsend? Yeah, oh yes. Would you like? Jota, yes, definitely. Would you like Jota better than Brooks? Um, 
that's about where I would. That's a tough one because David Brooks, I think, is so good. And five point one for Brooks is just. I think that's an. I'm absurd just mentioning price. guys at five point nine or under, with like the most points. You know, who've been who've been playing a lot. Decore's there. Conte, Walcott, Sully, well, March. You're right? not counting that, on those are the players that you'd be competing with. You're not getting another. You're not getting. You probably not getting another hat trick out of him. Probably but, not. But a goal, sure. a goal and an assist. Sure. Yeah. That is not out of the question at all, and he's doing exactly what everyone expected him to, to do in the preseason, which is play way high, play basically as a play as a basically as a as a assistant striker, assistant to the regional striker Raul Jimenez, <laughs> and so yes, I'm I I like the move. Is way high a technical term? Yes, I think that's the way they usually put it. Fully that, advanced. Yes. Ooh. Way high. Super duper high is yeah. the way I, I believe like sure. the I like clubs it. say it. Again, the, let's rehash Wolves' schedule. Uh, home to West Ham at Everton. Home to Newcastle at Bournemouth at Huddersfield. Home to Cardiff. Right. Uh, I'm it's, Scott, a, it's definitely an okay stretch. Scott, there could uh, be some goals. I'm saying that in there, I'm saying that, look, I, I'm acknowledging this. I know what the I know what the color scheme says. I'm saying that I think the color scheme is wrong. It's tougher. I think it's not, Scott, to reference your shot, which everyone I'm sure has listened to already at this point. This is not as clear cut. There is some there is some nuance here, I think, in the color scheme. I don't like green is good, so play them because Newcastle sucks. See, they're green. I don't think it works like that. I agree. So I would just, yeah, not, I mean... You're not like I said. You're not not expecting hat tricks, but that is nice. Uh, Mo Salah has taken his place in this week's dream team. <laughs> okay, as just, as he often does. I just yawned, and that could have been more timed perfectly. I was expecting noise. Mo- moving on, the- Mo Salah has taken his place in the game week twenty three dream team, as he does most game weeks these days the single reason why i advanced in the fpl cup this week was because my opponent decided not to captain mo salah and captain sergio aguero wow i don't fault the decision right i'm glad he did what he did (laughs) brian you are eight eight weeks is this is this correct eight victories into the fpl cup this is i am continuing my march through the fpl cup this is the week who are you going to lose to this this week? is the week this week i am going to lose to someone whose team name is bender dick <laughs> yeah. his current overall rank is 433000 245. Okay. All right. Uh, by rank, I am still significantly higher than him. Sure. However, his team is, is probably 10,000 times better than mine. Oh. So, Are you going to lose this week? I'm going to get killed. It's going to, it's the luck's going to run out. Yeah. I think this is the week where I finally, uh, where I finally lose. If it. I've done the math right, I think there are only 16,384 players still participating in the FBI Whoa. Cup, Brian. Oh boy! And you, sir. That is fast math. I am. Uh, I'm getting more and more nervous by the week. And also, I would say I know how clubs feel whenever they have 
two things going on now. <laughs> I am of such a, I am a, so uh, of a dueling mindsets in terms of what to do with my lineup. It's prevented me from taking so many minuses in the last few this, weeks. This is going to be really interesting because let's say you do continue to advance. Let's say luck happens, luck of lucks, you beat Bender Dick, yeah, and <laughs> and you advance again, and and next next week you're you're playing Spotted Dick, and you're you're you continue to move on in the FBL Cup. Yeah, now you have decisions, right? Like. Because you see who he has last week, and and at this point you may be thinking, okay, maybe I could keep winning. I don't really care about oh, negative fours in my. Oh, oh no, 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 that's not true. Because the negative fours will hurt you. Yes, you can't Taking just use yes. a bunch a of them. A negative does hurt you. It it hurts you. You you're starting your week effectively down four points. That's right. Going into it, I may not have a choice this week though. So, anyway, that's the FPL Cup update. Back to Mo Salah. Bender Dick has to be a listener of this podcast. Right? I hope so. <laughs> I hope <All> not. Right. <laughs> Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané takes his place in this game week's dream team. I think Leroy Sané was the difference between having a way above average week for good teams and having a a, a decent week. Yeah, that kid was good, man. He's a great player. He really is. He's on a run right now too, ten, eight, and twelve in his last Goodness three matches. Goodness gracious! So I would say he's in form. We're going to talk more about City in just a little bit. So we'll quickly move on to the final midfielder, Dave. You'll be proud to see James Ward Prowse has made it once again. In your face, Scott! You nine, are the ultimate JWP hater. Nine and a ten in the last two weeks, and there's some talk that he's preferred under Ralph Hasenhurdle, as he should yeah. be. He's finally maturing and. Turning into the young great player we always knew he could be. Isn't he like thirty six by now? No, he is like twenty, maybe. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Southampton likes to play him young. That's that was, true. That was weird. Only one <laughs> forward made the dream team, and that was uh, Callum Wilson. Welcome back, Callum. Welcome back, and now see you later. Why yeah. you say that, Dave? Isn't he hurt again? He is hurt again. Callum Wilson has a knee injury, as Eddie Howell said. Uh, it's not related. To the he immediately clarified to say that it was not related to the hamstring injury that had sidelined him uh, previously. So, Scott, as you like to say, we believe in something called regression to the mean. Mm. Callum Wilson had played his quota by far without getting hurt, and now he it is all catching up to him. And that's too bad. I I would mention him uh, later on if I could. So let's move on and say why in the world did Marcus Rashford not get on this list? Why didn't Marcus Rashford make the list? Good question. He scored eight points. That would be why. Oh, well, Callum Wilson scored nine. But well, Rashford, while we're on the subject, we, we don't have anything on the agenda to discuss with Manchester United, but they did defeat Brighton. The run continues for Ule Gunnar Solskjaer. Yep. If and, you don't own United players, then you're just stupid. Well, there's really two to own right yeah, now. Yeah, fine. Own both of them. Hog yes. run Rashford. I do own both of them. I, so do I. And Brian technically called us stupid a few weeks ago because he said, I would never own two players in the same offense. If you do, <laughs> you are a complete moron. No, but you are. Did I, I never said one of those words. How does it feel? Now you know how, how does it feel? <laughs> you, how does it feel? You are trying to compare me. To you, and it's not at all fair. 
You do re- reduce your diversification that way. Yeah. But lately, that has not mattered with Pogba and with Rashford. In the last four, Marcus Rashford, 11, 12, 7, and 8. He's quite frankly producing like a top-level striker, but he's not at the top-level price. I know. Well, I mean, I think everyone kind of sees him as uh, the, the essential player of the moment. No one loves him more than Solskjaer. Yeah, I don't know how you could possibly avoid having him right now. Avoid yeah. not having him. Avoid right. not having him yeah. right now. All right, Dave. See, the Dream Team got better as we went. Finally. He gave us there a chance to talk is, about some of the storylines. There is a report of oh. him experiencing some stiffness in his knee. Marcus oh, Rashford. I was concerned where he that is, he location is, was. Oh, my goodness. He, what? He is also in the we're assessing him at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. worth definitely keeping an eye on right He'll now. He'll be fine. He's a young lad. All right. A um, young strapping lad. Since Wilson's part of the dream team. I so wanna... was Yao Ming once. <laughs> since Captain Wilson was part of the dream team, I want to use that to transition to Scott's stat of the day. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. So Yay. I'm mentioning this now. Scott's stat of the day is 6, 8, and 9. 6, 8, and 9. Six, eight, and nine. Yes. Uh, that, I believe, is the third line of Lil John's and the Ying Yang Twins song. I think it is the number of uh, hamstring tendons that snap each time <laughs> Callum Wilson hurts himself. Six, eight, and nine. Yeah. yeah. It, it increases throughout the match. <laughs> uh, no, guys, that is the number of points this past week for David Brooks, Josh King, and Callum Wilson, respectively. And I bring that up because I'd mentioned last week that the guys around Callum Wilson on Bournemouth tend to do better when Callum Wilson is playing. Wilson's absence doesn't help them, even though in theory they could do more with him out. They benefit from having Wilson on the pitch. They did in this one match with Wilson potentially hurt again. I use that to say beware Brooks and King owners as long as he continues to be out. Are you going to include Frazier in that? Because he did not actually score this past week. He didn't, but he was a menace. He, he had... So does that affect him moving forward? There is nothing... Sure, absolutely. There was nothing that lit up FPL Twitter faster than Ryan Frazier owners waiting for the waiting for the announcement for the Callum Wilson assist, mm-hmm. which was eventually given to nothing and no one. <laughs> None, because of the deflection. But Frazier, uh, Frazier in the midfield made that goal possible. Yeah, Ryan Frazier had nine crosses and three key passes in the match. Ryan Frazier, as much as I wanted to move him on, whenever I shuffled my team around, Dave, I could you, not take him. You out wild of my carded. Lineup. Should we? We should discuss that briefly. I did wild card. You want to discuss a move that you? Do you wish you could have it back? No, no, I don't. I don't want to rehash it or rethink it. I what made, was the move? Well, I I decided to do it because I was at a point where I I was taking a minus sixteen. Wow! And so that's enough. That's enough moves to me. Sure, I agree. To warrant using the wild card, and also I didn't want to take. I didn't even want to take a minus eight because that's what I needed to do in order to get to Salah in my midfield. Wow! I turned Lucas Torreira. Into Mo Salah. I just want that to be very clear. Wow. Not only is it idiotic that I owned Lucas Torreira, 
but I turned him into Mohammed Salah. Wow. And it uh, it was very good. So, all of that to say, my week could have been much better had I made a couple other moves that I was thinking of doing, and I did not. Let's move on. Just to be clear before we do, though, you're recommending that Torreira owners use him to go to Mo Salah. If you are a Lucas Torreira owner and you are listening to this podcast, I cannot recommend strongly enough that you swap him for Mo Salah (laughs) tonight. It's a straight swap. Excellent. Perfect. Do that as fast as you you possibly can. You just got to have eight extra pounds in in your lineup. Hey. In your bank. You can do it. Maybe more. All right, let's talk about Pepology. Time to talk about Manchester City a little bit more. We discussed Danilo and the numbers we're getting from him right now, which is the first time all season, really, that we've been able to discuss that. Leroy Sané is in a great run of form. But Dave, Pepology continues to be a thing that feels like a barrier in the way of FPL owners. Well, so if you would have said before this match, hey, Dave, uh, what guys uh, are most safe and the match today. And the the Silvas, not no relation. Bernardo and David. And David uh, would have both probably been on my lips in the first three names. Did either of those guys start? They did not. They played. They both came on and played. One point. They did not start. Um, Hope there was no one good on your bench that Ke- you were those guys could have subbed out for. Kevin DeBrano finally started. Yep. Which which is good. Listen, uh, if there was a debate, obviously Jesus had had just come off a, a smashing game where he had two goals. We discussed that last week. We said, would Jesus go out given the form that he's in for Aguero? The answer was Aguero is the guy again. Well, Pep says not necessarily, and I understand why he's saying that. Pepology. Yes. You can't trust him. No. He you says, can't trust what he says. I think... I think midweek team sheets for striker will say more. But now I think because the matches are so uh because it, there's there's much less time between matches. I think yeah, I, I I do believe him when he says when we play every 3 days and after 3 days another one and after 3 days another one and after on Tuesday against Newcastle everyone is going to play. He says he is insisting that Aguero and Jesus are interchangeable, that they are that either of them will can and will play in that position. I, I mean, have it, fun, Aguero owners. Well, it might be. I don't think it's like that. I don't think you can believe what he says. Okay, Abamyang. Abamyang's form is down. It is tempting to want to leave Aubameyang. A relatively easy move would be to go to Sergio Aguero. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I believe that when Sergio Aguero, that I can remember in the history of Aguero being on City, that when Aguero is healthy, no one starts in front of him, assuming he is a proper option. Valid, Dave, but they're in four competitions right now. And, and, that, and that's never and on top of before. that, this isn't the first time they've been in he four can't competitions. can't play every three days no, and not... but he seems to play in the Premier League. Well. And on top of that, you also have the factor of Aguero's home form compared to his away form. If there was a reason for Pep to rotate, it would be to, to play take Aguero at home, Aguero at home to pl- make him a near guarantee of starting if he's healthy at home and a 50-50 start 
on the road. But I don't have enough free transfers to be able to account for home and away splits. Of course you don't. And it's the reason why this week, I don't, I, like, look, Aguero's price and Jesus's price both went up this week. Both of them went up a tenth. Right. And, and, and everyone, you know exactly why. They're because both, everyone's owning both. That's the only way you could possibly do this and feel okay about it. That but is, not even then. Is not even then. Because both. both are going to play. One's going to come off the bench for the other. There's no benefit oh, to that. Not this time. I guess if you made your three strikers Aguero, Jesus, and Rashford, and you always had Rashford and, and a city striker playing basically every match. Based on who's not played in the last match. But then I feel like like this last match, you've wasted a, you've wasted points. Sturdy. Jesus doesn't even sub on for he doesn't even get a cameo. Yeah, that's thirty. So, that's thirty points in your front line too. Yeah, Have too fun much. with that. Dave, anything else regarding Pepology and Pepe's, the language of Pep in press conferences? No, I I just think that if you if you own Sané and Sterling, worst case they don't start a match, but my guess is they'll play. And when they come on, they'll probably, you said this earlier in the season, they're, they're a threat to score every single time. Because what's worse? I mean, what defender, after you've been been breaking your neck for the entire game against the City team chasing shadows, wants to see a Sané or Sterling sub in at 65? It's true. Right? And, and now... A faster guy just came on the pitch. Yeah, like that's got to be depressing. So, oh, I, I agree. I, 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 I don't think I do agree with Brian uh, that Aguero, if might be more subject to pepology than a a Sterling or Sane, but I, I feel like um, Sterling and Sane, man, they're good owns, and I don't own one, but I own Hazard, and man, I'm tempted to to own one of them. Sterling, last four matches, 6-5, six, 6-10. Six, he had a little bit of a hiccup during the holidays, but he's back on track. All right, let's talk about Stutter Dud. Okay. Everyone's favorite game, podcast game show segment, FPL Stud or FPL Dud. Gentlemen, I have five names for you. Two we've kind of discussed in the past, but three that are new in form, maybe, potentially, new new for us to discuss. I'm going to throw out the names. I'd like you to tell me if you think this person is an FPL stud or dud moving forward. We'll begin with a goal scorer this past weekend. He comes from Brighton. Last year's pod favorite, Pascal Gross. Dave, dud. FPL stud or FPL dud? Dud. Why is that? Because he plays for Brighton and Brighton sucks. That's not <laughs> no, entirely true. I just true. wanted to say that because Brian, I know Brian would love that. Uh, look, I would love to. I, I hope for his sake that he does come back into some form. But I would say Dud as of this moment, he's back in a little bit of form, Dave. I know, I know. He has uh, shown us before that he can play in this league, and he and he can play in a very good way. Three, five, two, and ten in his last four. Yeah, I think his problem is. That he's exactly the right price to not. Really I think he's a, a does. <laughs> <laughs> he's a duds. <laughs> uh, not a thing. I, I, based on fixtures, he has serious stud potential. Mm. Uh, if he does pick up form, um, I'm gonna stick with dud. I would rather own. Uh, 
I mean, I feel like Ryan Frazier is... He makes it hard for anybody, right? He makes it really hard for you to care about someone like Pascal Gross. Yeah. And Gilfie Sigurdsson is is just low enough up above his price that I think I would still rather have I would rather have Gilfie. Sure. Of course you would. But, Gross is a six point seven. But that's me. Well let me go to West Ham next. Can I come with you? Sure. That's your safety club, so I'd be happy to take you with me. All right. Uh I've got a couple of midfielders to throw your way. This guy, the first one is someone that we have definitely discussed before, but I just question whether or not he's still relevant. Felipe Anderson. After a 15 in game week 19, he's had 2, 2, 3, and 2. The feeling around West Ham has changed as Marco's will he or won't he China saga continues. Is Felipe Anderson moving forward still a stud or is he a dud? You want me to answer this first? Yes. My feeling is that this this has a lot to do with whether or not Marco Arnautovic gets his head right. As much as I want to believe that they can replace him with Chicharito or Lucas oh, Perez, geez, uh, Andy Lucas Carroll. Perez or Andy Carroll, yeah. It just, I mean, losing two 0 against Bournemouth is just not at all the result that you would expect. I think they uninspired. Had, feels like I think the right they word had here. nine shots total. Uninspired. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh so it's the my it's probably my biggest regret this past week was not moving on from him. He was at his three week three weeks of no returns and yeah. now made it four straight. I also thought too, I mean I said it last week, I feel like he has stepped up in matches when Marco wasn't there. He's capable. I think he's an excellent player. I just think that the Marco thing, you know, now now that it's supposedly back off again and Marco's staying. There's still 10 days as we record in the window. Uh, that if Marco decides he will give, you know, he, he rescinds his goodbye waves to the West Ham fans from two weeks ago uh, and plays. saying thanks for cheering me on. I think Felipe Anderson still can be a stud. Okay. How about his fellow midfielder, newcomer to the squad, Samir Nasri? Six and a two in the last two matches. Had a shot. He had one of those shots he referenced, Brian. Uh-huh. In this match, there was an opportunity to score. Didn't do it. Eight points so far in the season in two matches. Samir Nasri. Dave, FPL stud or dud? Yeah, I'm going to say Dud. He's going to have to do a lot more. He's at a 5.5. There's some decent guys that you could buy from around that around that range that I would rather have and and I would say I would say dud. It's right. not it's not stopping people from bringing him in, Dave, because of that price. And I think that's the big thing. So as much as I as much as I would like him to do well for West Ham, I just feel like it's not uh, probably a dud. Yeah, I think for the again, it's it's there are other guys for less than that that I think you could you could do better with. He's already almost two percent owned. Yeah, interesting. All right, I'm going to torture Brian with this next one. I'm going to goalkeeper. Come on, man. Tom Heaton, Burnley goalkeeper, FPL stud or FPL dud. By the way, I said I'd come back to Tom Heaton. The four matches he's played: nine, one, two, and eight. Um, I would like to think that if Burnley has actually course corrected here a little bit and tightened up defensively that it that it does have a little bit to do with Tom Heaton being there. I think Tom Heaton is still Tom Heaton, which makes him a stud. Uh, Brian, I 
I want to disagree and just kind of poo-poo it because Burnley's been a laughing stock this year. But if I was to tell you four teams, West Ham, Huddersfield, Fulham, and Watford, and that two of those would be clean sheets and two of them wouldn't be, <laughs> you would not pick West Ham and Watford to be the clean sheets. Yep. Uh, yet it was Huddersfield and Fulham that actually did the scoring. Look, I don't expect them to keep a clean sheet next match against United. No, it's a good test. They're they're home to Southampton, then they're at Brighton. No, it, home to Spurs. Like, I you don't love that, but I, you just, like it now. You like it better than you did when they're missing all their goal scorers. They, they they got a late. They gave up a late goal to Tottenham at Wembley. They what not not but a few weeks ago. So I th- now. You wouldn't take Tom Heaton now playing at home against this Spurs team? Yeah, you might. Yeah, you're probably right. I look, just think, look, I think well, I know from the past he's been a stud, but he's so, not. So I don't know. I'm gonna. I might go with stud. Look, you like that they did what they're supposed to do against lesser squads. Apologies to Watford fans. But they they kept clean clean sheets and conceded a goal. Yes, it was against like you said, it was against Huddersfield. They give up a goal against Huddersfield, but they won. They won the match. It's true. At four point eight, do you bring him in to be your starting keeper or your backup keeper? That's steep. Yeah, that's it, the one it is problem. Steep, with it. and that and so I was gonna say, you got a lot of guys who have produced and done pretty well, starting with Patricio or. Foster, Pickford, Fabianski, Etheridge, all those guys have been decent most of the year. I mean, Neil Etheridge is still the... He's only had to make... The, the one thing with that is he's only made... He's made 12 saves. Is I he? Think. Yes. I think he's had. I think he's had like four and two and two and four or something like that. That's the one thing that Burnley may, if they tighten up, it might be that he's not going to have to make I mean, they they were getting shelled all the you know every every Joe Hart match for the whole you know for the entirety of his starting time. They tighten up a little defensively, and they start they stop giving up as many shots on target. I mean, yeah, I mean that may end up impacting his points. Where you you may rather take the chance of the ones and twos with Fabianski compared to the with the times he ends up with a nine because he gets a clean sheet out of nowhere and eight saves. Or whatever. So, yeah, that's a. I think that's the. I think that's the the range. You know, where you if you're going to decide on somebody like him, it'd be for differential purposes. It's true. All right, last one. Someone we've talked about in the past. He's had a so-so stretch here over the last month. His squad had a great offensive performance. He had very little to do with it. I'm referring to Newcastle forward Solomon Rondon. Rondon. His last four scores eight. Two, two, and five. Rondon, I am not man enough to call him not a stud. So <laughs> he's going to he come. Will, in my come mind, get Rondon is always a stud. Sala man. He just needs a little bit of service. Rondon. You stick him on Chelsea, he's scoring 20 goals a, a year. I'm not sure that's true. Well, you're stupid. I mean, put Alvaro Morata on Chelsea. Morata's head case. Rondon is not, and he's a bull, and he <laughs> scores. Cross him into the middle. No one attacks the ball better than Solomon Rondon in the air. No one. No one. <laughs> okay. All right. Feels a little over the top. Just watch. Watch his goals. Sure. The the four 
that he has put in. Yeah, because Newcastle doesn't do a good job at crossing them in. They they don't do a good job. See exactly. <laughs> I is, think he, I still think <laughs> I still think Rondon is a. I think he's a stud. I think his price is perfect. I think they are about to get out of their bad stretch here. He did what you if you kept him and played him, you're happy. He still ends with a, you know, ends up with with attacking returns. Ryan, I didn't, and I'm not. You didn't keep him and you're not owning him i'm not happy oh you didn't play him and you're not happy i didn't keep him and i'm not happy because you wish you would have kept him i don't know that's this is exactly a lost it. season for me well look <laughs> they play look you get manchester city and spurs in the next two weeks yeah both teams that can be had right now mm, true city defensively at least they get to play him at home you're not counting on a whole lot if he's your first bench spot, if it's between him and like I, my because of money for money's sake, I had to go f- with Danny Ings as my third striker. Mm-hmm. Happy to see Danny Ings back. Me too. He's only two tenths more, and I feel like he is a, a little bit better in terms of what he might get you per match. Okay. I, I I and I and I don't think he's as fragile. So Rondon, right? Okay. I like that Ings is on penalties. I like that he when he's playing, he's effective. He needs to get, you know, he needs to play himself back into form. But no, sure. after the it's definitely in the next I don't hate even bringing him in starting Spurs week. After that, the schedule for Newcastle is real good for the rest of the season. Hmm. So, all right. Uh Dave, speaking of some of these studs or duds that we've been discussing, uh when you listed your wild card lineup it sounded oddly familiar maybe because about two-thirds of our lineups overlap yeah post second half wild card yep which means it's time to discuss some important player differential notes that are needed as we move forward um seasons are going to be one this season is going to be one or lost based on those one or two players that are different right along with your captain's pick uh so tell us what you have for us in terms of player differential notes it just depends on, on how much money you have, right? Mm. Like, so I was able to play. Uh, there's probably people out there, but probably not many who can probably, if you pinch your pennies, be able to put a lineup out there like I could. And that's the whole purpose of building value, team value, over the first half of the season was to get to the second wild card so that when everyone has, when everyone puts out there, when everyone owns Sala now, Right. So now he's no advantage to you if you were one of the first ones that committed to him. So now, so now everyone owns him. By the way, another eighty-five thousand have transferred him in. Yeah, yeah. It only continues to and they should right because it right now you're just losing ground if you don't have him. It's true. So so now so now he's not a big deal. So now you just captain him because everyone else is every week. Hmm. And so now I just figured that I would have more money to put out there. So. It's it's tough, right? So when I look at my lineup, I was able to, you know, I, I love David Brooks. I don't know how many people own David Brooks, but I like David Brooks is at a five point one. I feel like he's a cheap differential option that, you know, not many people own. Um, I think he's gonna he's I feel like he's not a bad option as a differential in the sense that I think because he's probably a fifth midfielder for correct. so many people, right? He might not be in a lot of lineups, but might end up occupying that 
a first or second bench spot for people. And he's giving you enough production when he plays to warrant starting. Yeah. And so I want, so I wonder if, if having him and using him, pl- actually playing him might not be itself a bit of a differential. Scott, I don't have, like when I was looking at my lineup, I don't have many guys that would be considered differentials because a lot of the guys I have, other people have. They just can't afford to get all the guys I have. Roughly what percentage of ownership would you say does someone become a differential? Like if you're under X percent. I think, under I 10%? Mean, well, I mean, it depends on how how heavy of a hitter it is. I think, but I mean, definitely. I mean, well, if it's under five percent, you know sure. for sure that's a well, that's a guy that hardly anybody is paying attention to. Christian Erickson, his ownership is a seven point four. Yeah, it's extremely low. That he would be crazily, it because it wouldn't seem like it, but he would be a differential pick. I think there's two guys in our league right now who currently own him. I am one of them. I would say Raheem Sterling is a differential pick right now. He's owned. It's eleven percent. Yeah, that I, is no, low. Yeah, it's that price, and he dipped. His form dipped so bad. Me, like a lot of other Raheem Sterling owners, tossed him, tossed him right back out again. Likely in favor of Hazard or or Salah, as their form picked back up there. Salah being the smartest move if you if you did not have Salah and switch swap, swap Sterling for Salah at that point, but no. I, this is, I mean, this past week, I think, reminded everybody just what, what it means uh, to have Manchester City players in your midfield, especially Sané and Sterling. I, like, I, like, to go back to even like Tom Heaton, 0.3% of people have, have decided to buy Tom Heaton. His scores now in the last four weeks warrant his consideration, I think. Burnley's performances in the last four weeks warrant burnley defender consideration like the most owned burnley defender is james tarkowski 4.4 percent that's ridiculous ben me is 1.7 percent charlie taylor has been starting for them regularly he's 4.4 and he's 0.3 percent owned that's ridiculous if this was last season charlie taylor would have been one of the first guys snatched up on just about you know, just about anybody recommending cheap players to grab for your you know for for fourth or fifth defender. He spot. would be your Juan Basaka, your Aaron. Juan he would have been last season's Kevin Long. Yeah. Or two years ago, Maya Yoshida. Oh wow! Look at you, the all timer uh, of the last few of the last <laughs> few years, all time greatest of the last four years. Very good. Well, that's some things to consider as you're looking to try to. Make the make up the difference between you and the rest of the players in your league. Uh, that's going to resume in the next game week. Let's take a quick look at game week twenty four and the matches to come. Uh, this is going to be a midweek game week following the FA Cup weekend that's Th- coming. There's no games this weekend. None this week. Well, there are FA Cup. No matches. Premier League matches. Correct. So Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, you're going to see the resumption of the Premier League and. Just one quick note, all six, top six clubs, will be playing other clubs in the table. So there are no top six matchups coming up this coming week. So any of the players that you have, which is probably a good number, from a top six club, they're going to be playing lower table teams. Arsenal will host Cardiff. That has to feel like a tasty matchup. Dave, should Aubameyang owners captain Aubameyang against Cardiff at home? 
Yeah, probably. That's not a bad match. I mean, look, it, obviously, if you have Salah, uh, you're going to think twice about it. But, yeah, sure. That's, Speaking of the, Salah, the, Liverpool are at home as well. They host Leicester. Leicester at least has a defense that on, a, on, on their day can, can be tough. You're talking about the same one they gave up four at Wolves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. But that was Wolves. That oh, was, okay, yeah. Wolves Wolves are better than Liverpool. That was unstoppable Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Jota is greater than Salah. I forgot. That's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, Manchester United host Burnley. Speaking of all these players we've been discussing in these two clubs. I don't think you can do I don't think you can do anything about Leicester. I think Leicester is so <laughs> I think Leicester is so Jekyll and Hyde this season. The fact that they can beat Manchester City. Hold and, them to and a Chelsea goal. in back-to-back weeks, and then lose the way they've lost to to trash. Well, isn't that exactly why Claude Puel started to look like a madman this this past weekend? I mean, he literally looked like a madman on this on the touchline. He if he shows up for Liverpool and he's wearing a trash can like Oscar the Grouch, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, good. So you reference the fact that they are. Playing Liverpool, Salah owners should continue to captain Salah, Dave, or you're saying no because they're going up against the powerhouse that is Leicester. Not sure. If, if okay, Liverpool's sure. at home and Salah's playing, uh, I'm at least going to captain him just because... I'm I, going to captain because him. Because you are. <laughs> okay. Because Brother Matt is. Yeah. Because Aaron Hicks is. I see. And I want to beat all of them. I understand. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, and uh, Spurs will also be at home. They're going to host Watford. Do we feel a little bit better about this matchup than the one at Fulham this no, past weekend? I, I don't feel better about it. I think that if if anything, I don't think Spurs like that they lost 2-1 to Watford the first go-round, the most informed club of the of that point of the season. Watford. I feel like, though, so much has happened to Spurs lately, they're probably not thinking about revenge. No, I don't think so. I think they're... I think they're Self-preservation. They, the only thing they can possibly be <laughs> thinking about is please let our attacking players be healthy again. I think this is preseason tour Spurs at this point. Valid mm, point. I mean... Yeah. This is... Listen, Pochettino... If he can continue, which he's already done multiple times this year to hold this team together, if he can do it through this, he truly is Manchester United worthy. <laughs> Spurs fans are going to ignore that comment. Uh, two of the other two uh, are on the road. We already mentioned City will be traveling to Newcastle. Chelsea will be going to Bournemouth. That's the one. I mean, Bournemouth, Chelsea? That is the one. You're excited because, about that one? Well, I don't. I mean, who has a higher point potential than Eden Hazard playing against a defense like Bournemouth's? So, to me, that's the one that's going to be the hardest to get away from. I understand what kind of form Salah is in, and he's this super safe choice. But it is Leicester. You know, it's they. Like I said, I I don't necessarily think that Leicester is a. They're by no means a brick wall. I think that uh, if Harry Maguire, who left uh, the last match injured, I mean, if Harry Maguire is is out, you don't like that for Leicester City. But Wes Morgan's totally going to get a penalty call on. Yeah. He's going to. He's going to go I would, Rosala. I wouldn't. I wouldn't avoid a bet. That like one's that. happening, Dave. Um, no, I just think that Hazard against Bournemouth, especially if this is a if this is a a mentality check match for Chelsea. 
Mm. I mean, this this could be the one. And who knows, Dave? Maybe you're right. Maybe you see a change of formation here. Um, How many goals are there going to be in Southampton Crystal Palace? Fair bit? Uh, zero, zero. <laughs> I mean, two. One of those teams is going to score twice. Okay. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. Wolves, West Ham, Huddersfield, Everton. Luca Dini has surely got to be able to do something in that one. He's Fulham. due. He's due for like 15. Yeah. I mean, if Ed, if Everton's going to do it, if Richarlison is going to get back on track. We didn't talk about Gilfie, though. No. Gilfie is we, on track. We only talked about Gilfie a few minutes ago only in regard to him compared to Pascal Gross. Yeah. He's better than that. And Fulham Brighton. I think, Dave... I think this is the week that, I mean, there were already... Ryan Babel yeah. takes the Premier League by storm. There were goals in the first Cardiff-Arsenal match at Cardiff. That's uh, true. The performer of the first Arsenal-Cardiff match was Alexander Lacazette. Lacazette finished that match with a goal and an assist. Please, please, can Alexander Lacazette play 90, 90 minutes. minutes? Do you still own him? I don't, and I'm an idiot. But you just want him to do it like i i there what was i supposed to do i had to get rid of somebody right i had to get rid of somebody to make up the money to go from lucas terrera to mo sala yeah (laughs) so alexander lacazette paid the price yeah and it was a double arsenal transfer out it was a and it hurt to lose lacazette because i really like him first of all second of all he obviously makes their attack better. True. <laughs> yeah. And and he has goals in him and he keeps producing. He's produced it now in multiple weeks when Aubameyang hasn't. Yeah. So I know. This is a match where I would not feel bad about possibly getting one of those guys. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that takes us to the end. We hope you enjoy the FA Cup weekend. We hope you enjoy even more the Premier League midweek. Find us at all of our outlets. Just look for Fantasy Soccer FC. You'll find us there. That's it. Including our website, FantasySoccerFC.com. Dave? Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time, 